0: What's up, Disrupt Nation? So my name is Anthony Delgado, and this is another episode of the Disrupt Podcast. And today we have a super special guest. He grew up in a small town with a population of roughly a hundred people, and did mostly manual jobs. Really struggled through high school and turned down college scholarships, and went straight into a sales job. Um, and college seemed uh, like an easy ticket to thirty thousand dollars in debt and a ten dollar. Uh, per hour job. And he really realized early on that entrepreneurship and technology and innovation were the skills to creating financial freedom. And now he started a company that actually encompasses that. So he leverages uh, some of the most powerful parts of the digital economy, including cryptocurrencies and Instagram marketing, and influencer marketing. And he has an amazing company called the Billionaire Mafia Mastermind. The one, the only Ben Oberg. Ben, thank you so much for being on the show, dude.
1: Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me, man. Um,
0: so yeah, so before we go into uh, what you're doing now um, with your mastermind, let's talk a little bit about like, um, like when you get, got started, right? We were talking about it in the introduction, like college, you know, you, you graduate from high school, all the pressure's on you to go to college, and then what's your, what's your mindset like at, at that po- point yeah. in your life?
1: I got out and it's kind of ironic, but I remember like the day I graduated high school, I went to like the grocery store to get some food. I was just like hungry and I just kind of stopped in the aisle. I was like, wait, what now? Like, what do, what do I do now? Because this whole time you've been led, like you've been following teachers and parents and being told like, this is, this is what math is. This is what English is. This is how you do this. And Honestly, I was looking at a lot of people that were like upperclassmen back when I was a freshman, they're now graduating college and then they're working at McDonald's. And I'm like, you, you have a a marketing degree or you, you have, you went to school to learn how to be like a physical therapist. That's a, that's a $90,000 per year job. And they're like, well, I can't find a job. And also I have like $38,000 of student loans. I'm like, well, sounds like college sucks because you can go there, (laughs) party drink every weekend and then have $40,000 of loans. So I'm like, I I don't feel like I'm going to do that. And so I ended up actually going to a technical college for like four months um, because I'm really fascinated with with cars and hot rods and anything that's fast and loud. So I wanted to get a little bit more into that. I grew up around that. And after just being there for a little while, I'm like, you know what? the same thing's gonna happen. I'm gonna get out and have skills. I'm gonna go to work for somebody else and get $10 an hour. And I'm like, I wanna get paid what I'm worth. And I should be the one that can put a price on what I'm worth. If I say I'm gonna charge $500 for this, that means I think I'm worth $500. If I say $5 or $5 million, that means that's what I think I'm worth. So mm. I left that school and I came back home. I actually lived in my mom's basement for like two months. And I'm like, what am I, what am I gonna do and the way I got my foot in the door is I walked into a sales job. I found a job selling cars on Craigslist, and I ended up being there for four years. I learned a lot of you know skills, how to build rapport, build relationships, establish trust, um, marketing, salesmanship, and it was really like as close to running my own business inside a dealership as possible. Because it's like if if you're producing, they're not going to ask you questions. They're not going to tell you to do something different. And so I had a little bit of freedom there, but ultimately, so, so you were I,
0: like an entrepreneur.
1: Right. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got 10 guys there that are all selling cars. Some are doing eight a month and some are doing 25 a month. So that's my opportunity to learn what's this guy that's doing eight doing, what's he doing wrong? And what's the guy doing 25 doing right? And so I just spent four years doing that. And a couple years in, I'm like, I, I want to start my own business. I want to do something. I'm starting to kind of, the excitement's going away. I used to love it every day. And all of a sudden it, it's kind of switching to the point where Like I'm depressed. I'm going to work literally bell to bell. I'm the first there, Mm. last to leave. I've got a key to the dealership. The owners don't even know that. And I'm working maybe sixty-three hours a week on average at the dealership. But then I'm coming home and I'm spending about 40 trying to figure out how to make money myself, how to how to build some sort of skill, make money online, you know, like every entrepreneur talks about. Uh, and ultimately I I figured out how to make money on Instagram and it took me about 13 months of 100 plus hour work weeks, like straight. My, my girlfriend broke up with me over it. Like, what are you doing? You don't spend any time with me. <laughs> my friends didn't like see me. I didn't come up for air. My parents didn't know what I was doing. Like nobody saw me. I just stayed in my living room, glued to my computer until I figured it out.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Well, I think the one thing, you know, you were speaking about college earlier, um, you know, in four years, you worked a sales job in four years. So at the other end of that, you had four years worth of experience, whereas yeah. you go to college and you come out and you, have, you don't have any experience, right? Um, one of my one of my cousins, he went to uh, Brown University, which is a really great school, really good college, right? Ivy League. He got a, a football scholarship and uh, he's actually doing pretty well now. Uh, but when he first came out, he was, he was like interning at a law firm and like getting coffee for people making 10 bucks an hour, you know, and it took him five or 10 years to gain up the experience. And now he started his own practice. And again, now he's doing, you know, entrepreneurship really, because mm-hmm. he had to start his own company, but he came out and for years he was trying to gain the experience. So really I, I feel like college is is definitely an antiquated system. It's not, it's not something that's been around forever as well. So that's another misconception. We act like, you know, college has been around forever. Um, You know, the college, I think the last hundred years has been the time where, or really 60 maybe, where the train of thought was like, everyone should go to college, right? Before that, it was kind of this elitist thing um, where it was just the Ivy Leagues and and certain people would go, right? But there's so much bureaucracy, right? And it's like, how can you learn... You know, in an industry where things are changing every 10 minutes, there's a new piece of technology, there's a new uh, startup, there's a new business model, things are always being disrupted, right? How is college preparing you for that in, in you know, four to 10 years in an industry where things are changing every every five minutes, right?
1: Sure, exactly. And I think one of the biggest problems I had with it is I look at, like I was looking at professors, for example, like, okay, Maybe I want to go to school for engineering. Okay, here's who I'm going to be learning from. Here's who's teaching it. Then I go back and look at them. What they did is they went to college, <laughs> they learned what they're going to be teaching, they started teaching it, and they spent no time in the industry. They they have nothing mm. to show for. Like, okay, I teach, I teach, um, I teach English, you know, and they're an English teacher, but they haven't written any books. They haven't written any books. <laughs> they're not a best-selling author. They're not New York Times bestseller. They haven't done any shit out in the real world. They just, they just Mm
0: -hmm. teach. What? No, absolutely. I mean, they say that those who can do do and those who can't um, teach, unfortunately, and it, and it is unfortunate, but that's why I think having the mixture of teachers and entrepreneurs, someone who's a doer, but then also simultaneously teaching. And I think that's um, what you do uh, if, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, exactly. And one of the things, so I, when I was in the sales job, I worked at a place called Jack Carroll Scaggen Hyundai. I sold Hyundais for like three years, nine months, and there was this guy named Aaron Hubbard. He called himself the Bow Tie Guy because he was the only guy that everybody wore ties. He had a bow tie, <laughs> so
0: people
1: would come in. It was his way of branding. He's like, "Yeah, just ask for the Bow Tie Guy." People would come in and
0: like, I'm here for the bow tie and he guy. would differentiate himself.
1: Yeah. And this guy was always on his computer, always on his phone. And I would listen. I'm like, that doesn't sound like he's closing a car sale or setting an appointment. (laughs) I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm building my business, you know? And and, and so he's an internet marketer and a really close friend now as well. But one of the things that he told me is he's like, people think they got to learn something and then they got to do it and then they got to teach it. And he's like, it happens all at the same time. Learn, do, teach. But like what you said, one of the biggest things that's missing is people go from learning to teaching, but there's no doing, there's no actual application or like real life results. Uh, And so he's like, if you can learn and do and teach, that's when you're going to make money. That's when you're going to be successful. So when it came to, for example, making money on Instagram, I spent 13 months straight, like I've had Instagram for six or seven years now, but I didn't look at it as a way of income or as an income source until uh about well two years ago it got me out of my job two years and yeah about two years ago but i looked at it the last 13 months of my you know sales career i was hammering instagram trying to figure it out and so i spent 13 months really learning and i still learn more about it every day but i spent like 13 hard cold months learning it to the point where i was able to start doing what it Mm. took to make money and then once i figured it out I scaled it up to five figures. I figured out several different ways, several different sort of streams. I could make five figures on Instagram and then I started teaching it. And that's really how my company Millionaire mafia was, was founded based off of that. And as I've gone on in time, I've continued to come out with more programs and teach, but Instagram is what got me started.
0: Very cool. So, so were you building the Instagram and doing it like simultaneously while you were, uh, while you were selling cars.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I would, (laughs) I would wake up and like on my way to work, it was 35 minutes and I like, don't ever text and drive, but I was like Instagramming and driving. (laughs) (laughs) And I do that like every single day. And it was one of those things where, um, you know, I think a lot of people are like, okay, well, I want to get out of this job or I want to do this, but I need to have a safety net first, or I need to have Mm -hmm. a fallback, or maybe I can go to part time and do this so like if I fail I have a fallback and I didn't have that like 13 months of just trying to figure it out not making a dime and I'm still at my job I have one day where all of a sudden I make $27 on on Instagram and then four months later I quit my job and over (laughs) those four months I didn't make like any more money I made a few dollars here and a few dollars there I just straight up quit because I'm like, it's not healthy for me to be here anymore. I actually literally hate my life right now. I want to do something else. And then I put myself in the position where it's like, oh shit, I don't have any money in savings, but I do have a mortgage and I do have two car payments and you know, all the regular bills and food and all that stuff. I don't have a job anymore. So I have to produce. I had to put, I put myself in the position where I, I had to produce results or I had to go back to a job and I just made this simple commitment that I'm not going to go back to a job. So all of a sudden you're having to you know you put yourself in the position where you have to rely on skills that you've probably had the whole time but you've never really had to utilize them to their full potential and I attribute you know my success to that. I had all these skills on Instagram but I never really had to actually go okay now make them happen, now do them. And that was the first time where I had to and and So I left and went immediately into five figures. There was no sort of, you know, taxing and then kind of slowly going up into there. It was just like, boom, because I I put myself in that position. I think most people are like, hey, I need to I need to have 40 grand saved up before I do this or I need to have a fallback. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, you had your back up against the wall and it actually reminds me of a mantra Uh, Tony Robbins says it, but he's not the one that originated it. It's called Burn the Ships, right? So it's Mm -hmm. the story of the general, and he's taking over the island. And um, his guys are rushing. It's like a a war, so his soldiers are rushing in, and he burns the ships behind them. So there's no going back. There's no turning back. Either you win the war or you die because there's no ships anymore. And um, it's actually a true story, and he ended up winning the war. Right. And his soldiers were really mad at him, but they won the war because they had no choice. There was no turning back. There's no running back to the ships. There's no one going back home. You just have to do it. And um, I recently did that um, with my trip to Puerto Rico. Uh, Mm -hmm. So anyone who who knows me who's following me, um, I came out to Puerto Rico for Hurricane Maria. I was like, you know what? We need to create a digital economy here on the island. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to move here but again, I was comfortable. I had an apartment back, uh, in New York. I had income, I had friends, I had networking, had all the things. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is like almost moving to another country. I mean, technically it's part of the States, but, um, it's definitely a big culture shift. And I was like, you know what? I have to burn the ships. So I got rid of my apartment. I got rid of all my furniture. I, I like, um, you know, basically gave away all my worldly possessions, anything that couldn't fit in two suitcases. And I came over here and now the ships are burned. I mean, I, yeah. I'm going back next week, uh, but I'm going to like sleep on, on a air mattress for a week uh, while sure. I do some business and come back. But there is no, there is no ships, you know, the sure. ships back there are burned. The apartment is gone. And, um, and it forced me to, you know, to get my apartment here to do all the things that I had to do. Right. Um, sure. So yeah, I love that. So so tell me now more. So you get into Instagram marketing, you you grow your account, you start growing your influence, and then where do you make the transition into crypto?
1: So it's it's funny how it ended up, and this was just a for anybody that that watches Disrupt podcast, this was just a business growing pain, and I was completely oblivious to it. So you know PayPal, everybody uses PayPal. Most people have a PayPal account. So. What I'm doing on Instagram, and I'll, I'll just shed some light on it, is there's these things called shout outs. Somebody approached me and was like, hey, I'm going to give you a picture, and I'd like you to post it. How much would you charge? And you just need to say, hey, blah, 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 go follow this dude. Started doing that. Then I figured out as I was growing a huge account, I could do campaigns. And the, the bigger the following, the more business people and the, the bigger influencers you attract, the more you can charge. You're no longer talking to five, $10 people. You're now talking with a few hundred, a thousand, $3,000, 5000 people that are serious, that are, you know, trying to grow brands. And so I'm scaling that up. I'm learning how to manage people's accounts. I'm, you know, managing brands, uh, tea companies, uh, neurosurgeons, brain surgeons, nutritionists, like all over the place and pulling all these different income streams in through PayPal. And one day PayPal says, okay, well, you went from literally like you've had this <laughs> PayPal account open for a couple years with a couple hundred dollars here and a couple hundred dollars here. And then you just go to 12 grand and then 22. And then the third month I did 59 in one month and they were like, Hey, screw you. You're done. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, well, we can't verify any of this stuff. We don't know what you're doing. And it seems really like scammy. I'm like, there's nothing scammy about it. What you just saw is me go out of my job, make a name for myself, start to have success in business. (laughs) And then you were just taking that and like, so uh let's see uh december of 2016 paypal says hey we we uh we're going to freeze your account you can get this money but not for 180 days 180 days yeah yep. man
0: i i know i know the story i know the end of that story i i've i lived it quite a few times
1: <laughs> oh my gosh and so i'm like well fine i'm going to make another paypal account and so they of did course. that of course and the third one. And, uh, um, basically what happened is my, my mortgage payment bounced. I'm like, I, I, mm. it's Christmas. I remember it's Christmas and I yes. had $17 in my account and I'm like, this sucks. Like I have never had a Christmas where I don't have any freaking money, not, not even just for like presents for other people, but I don't even, I can't even buy my fricking dinner. Like this is, this really sucks. So, uh, and I don't ask people for help. I don't like take handouts or anything like that. Um, so I just, I figured it out, but like my mortgage payment bounced because I was trying to get money from PayPal into my bank. And I'm like, you know what? Um, I owned crypto back in 2015. I had like 40 Bitcoin, but I sold all of it because I didn't understand it and it didn't make sense to me. But also because I didn't choose to educate myself on it. I just listened to people like, hey, you should buy this or Bitcoin's the next thing. Uh, and obviously they were somewhat right, but I didn't understand it. So I got rid of it and then when that happened with my mortgage i'm like you know what i should look more into crypto because uh as far as i understand it doesn't seem like there's chargebacks um you're in control you're eliminating banking mm. third parties it's it's you and your customer or vice versa
0: oh that's awesome so you, so you approached crypto as a as an alternative to paypal because paypal yeah. was uh, was centralized, right? You had one central person telling you, hey, you're good or you're bad. You're like, no, I want to be decentralized. That's awesome.
1: Exactly. And I I ended up, you know, you still have to have, like in this day and age, you still have to have a payment processor because, you know, in 2017, like 5% of people knew what Bitcoin was in the beginning of 2017. And now it's like 80% of the world at least knows the term Bitcoin, but still. When you're taking payments, you know, day in and day out, not everybody's going to pay in crypto. So 11 or 15 something payment processors later, I figured out why I was getting shut down and all that different stuff. And I was able to figure it out. But throughout that whole process, I still had to have a way of putting food on the table. So crypto became that for me. And then it, it wasn't until uh, I'd say the beginning of 2017 when I started looking at it as an investment. As well and what I could do with it from the investing side and uh, I had a really good year trading crypto in 2017 but I, I also took the same approach I used that whole year to really educate myself mm-hmm. on trading and learn by trial and error make some mistakes and actually ended up figuring out uh, really how to read charts and understand and, and predict what's gonna happen with coins and I was able to uh, do a seven-figure year with crypto last year
0: that's awesome, man. Well, congratulations, first and foremost. Thanks. And I love how you like you solved your own problem. Right. So you had this problem with PayPal and it was really just like a natural progression, like, oh, let me try crypto. That's another form of payments. Um, and you're actually a great example for why, um, you know, different cryptocurrencies make a lot of sense, you know. Sure. Um, so, yeah, no, I definitely love that. So now. So. You started accepting crypto, you started trading crypto, and then uh, what gave you the ambition to uh, start the mastermind group and tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, so I just decided like, hey, 96% of people fail at making money online. 80% of business owners in the United States fail in their first year. And, you know, I can't teach how to not be lazy but I can teach people, you know, cause I think there's a lot of people that fail just because they're, they're lazy cash potatoes and that's what they're going to do with their life. But aside from that, I can teach people what not to do. You know, what, what I, what I had to go through, alleviate a lot of that painful process and then help them. You know at Some of my webinars that I do, I have this example where like here's the goal and then it's most people and most people to get to this goal, it's like, like this. And eventually (laughs) they get over there and that's how I was. But if I can go like, here's the goal and here's you, if you have this information, just go straight to it. I try to alleviate a lot of that. So I thought, all right, I just learned Instagram. I just learned multiple ways to make a five figure income with it. Now let me teach and get other people to do the same. And I did the same thing with crypto too. Um, And just to break it down a little bit, uh, one guy I always talk about is Pascal Kressig. He's from Andir, Switzerland. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Switzerland doesn't even have like a language. It's like French, German, Italian, and something else put together. Uh, <laughs> super yucky sounding. But like <laughs> he doesn't even speak that great of English. Comes to me uh, in the beginning of 2017 and says, hey, I want to learn Instagram. I'm going to be your number one student, your number one testimonial. And I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. Because everybody says stuff like that. And 18 months later, it's, it's been a little bit longer than that, but within 18 months he does $340,000 on Instagram, like that's 340 awesome. and this is a dude that was working at a job, had three kids at that point and was married, had a fourth, like his newest kid or whatever, however you say, it, that's like nine months old. <laughs> you can tell I don't have kids. <laughs> uh, it's like nine months old. So he has a baby and, and three other kids married, has like a farm and goats and chickens. And the guy makes $340,000 on Instagram uh, because of what I teach and, and, and my training and stuff inside Millionaire Mafia. And so that's the community that I, I've created. It, my goal is to create a community where people want to be able to be educated and build skills in the entrepreneurial sort of niche Uh, That they can monetize and start their own companies or build their own brand or promote their products or be a top affiliate or be a really good salesperson I want to be able to teach all that and and that's what I do. That's what we do So Pascal's gone through that Instagram program and he's made multiple six figures. There was another uh, Kid Leo Ahmad. He's from Croatia lives in London. I remember he was telling me hey I'm thinking of dropping out of college should I I was like wait Don't ask me that. I don't want to be the guy that says yes or no. And then whatever happens is you're going to put that on me. No. But he's 17 at the time. And he comes and says, hey, I want to learn Instagram. And he's almost 18 at that point. Now he's 20. And back in May, he messaged me and says his Instagram agency is doing $20,000 per month in income. And this is a 20-year-old college dropout that got started just before he turned 18. You know, so... The, the testimonials speak for themselves and, and we have thousands of members that, you know, are, are going through our programs and so many of them, uh, it basically comes down to everybody that takes action has, has success. It's, it's, it's dummy proof and it works. If you put in the effort, you're going to make it happen. Instagram is like a huge, huge opportunity. There's 1 billion active monthly users on there. It's a the reason Facebook owns it. It's, it's not Twitter. It's not Snapchat, Tumblr, Pinterest. It's, Instagram is the opportunity zone right now.
0: Definitely. No, that's, that's awesome. And it's great to have those success stories and be able to have people create financial freedom for themselves and their families. And, you know, uh, I guess get escape the nine to five grind. Right. Um, So no, that's, that's super dope. So tell us more about the mastermind. Is it pre-recorded videos? Is there a Facebook group, a Slack group? You guys meet up in person. Is it all online? How does it work?
1: Sure. So any one of my programs, whether it's crypto or Instagram or, or sales mastery, whatever it is, you have access to two of our Facebook groups and uh, that's where all the members are. I'd say 99% of the members are also, you know, members of the Facebook groups, we're asking questions in there. They drop links, they share relevant information. If there's anything that's like really important to any of what we do, whether it's crypto or Instagram, stuff's being dropped in there. And that's pretty cool because if you're just like a member of uh, crypto mastery and all of a sudden you're seeing all of this stuff on Instagram too, like there's so much knowledge being shared in there. It's not just the training, but it's, it's the community because we have five figure, six figure, all the way up to eight-figure earners inside um, inside millionaire mafia. So you get those Facebook groups in addition to the training. The training is all video module recorded. Uh, there's a lot of text that is below the videos as well because if there's anything that I just want to highlight or reiterate a little bit more, I have the videos, the text, PDF guides. Everybody can print out. We have the Facebook groups. You have a 24/7 Telegram chat. You know you you obviously use Telegram. You're familiar with it, so. <laughs> Anybody in there can ask questions share things and I respond in there as well as other people and then every single program We do one webinar per month and if you're live on there great You can engage with me interact ask questions on there I share you know with Instagram monetization strategies growth strategies if it's if it's crypto I'm going to be going over, you know, like Bollinger Bands RSI um, Moving averages how to set them up or little tips and tricks current you know, market status, What, why we're seeing what we're seeing, and if you're not on that live webinar, it's recorded, so if you're part of that program, you're going to be able to go to the back office and have access to all of the pre-recorded webinars um, if you're not able to, to get on the live ones, so it's literally pretty much everything I could think of to, to be able to give a person, all the core training, that's super relevant, always kept up to date, the entire community will hold you accountable and, and surround you with other successful entrepreneurs and people that didn't used to be that are now making it that want to help you and just the ongoing sort of mentorship. So, you know, in college, it's like, here, give us 40 grand. Here's your shit. Okay. Talk to you. Go <laughs> now. I don't do that to people.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. No, I love that. Um, so out of all of the, so when did you start it initially? How long ago has it been?
1: Um, February, or excuse me, not February, November 4th of 2016 was really when this all started because November 4th is when I quit my job, November 4th, 2016. And that's the first day when I like became self-employed, you know, the, the journey to get there obviously started before that, but the company, November 4th, 2016.
0: Very cool. So in that time, what do you think one, one of the, the biggest lessons that you've learned maybe about yourself or mindset just in general?
1: Um, value your time and don't give it out to, to people that don't value their own time. Cause if they don't value their own time, they don't value yours. Um, I th- can't even count. I could probably take a two week vacation to make up for the amount of time that I have spent probably longer, e- easily longer. The amount of time that I've spent working with people, uh, that are either not reliable or, you know, say they have some sort of service or something they're offering are going to help you out in business and they don't deliver on it. So, mm. you know, as a business person or even just somebody trying to grow whether whether you're an affiliate, you're trying to learn a new skill or whether you own a business or you want to learn to trade crypto or to mine or whatever the case may be. I have worked with so many people, thousands at this point, And I would say that I can count less than five that will always do what they say they're going to do will be held accountable, take responsibility for stuff. They're on time. They're honest, clear, concise. And to me, it's just, it's honestly like really crazy to think that I believe that 97% of the world, the earth's population are unreliable people. I really do. And as a business (laughs) owner, it's really hard because you can't do everything yourself, but also You can't trust other people to help grow your business that aren't as passionate about it and uh, can't be held accountable. So at the end of the day, it's just, you know, I believe that um, it's important to provide value and and constantly provide it out there. But on the business side of it, when people approach you or say they want to help you with this or you approach them and say, hey, I I need help with SEO or I'd like to do this or I want to build a sales funnel or I want to build my email list. Oh, great. No problem. I can, I can help you with that. Or we can do this. Or yeah, if you pay this, I'll be able to do this. People can't be held accountable. And so I would say that really be cautious with who you give your time to and what you spend your money on.
0: Definitely. No, that's great advice. Um, all right, cool. I know we're running low on time, but I do have one last question. What does disrupt mean to you? Uh,
1: instantly I would think of a, kid that doesn't behave <laughs> That's <what I> would, <laughs> kid that doesn't behave, um, on, on a business side of it though, something that is like disruptive, something that, that disturbs or really shakes up the way we see something like for the longest time, everybody thought the earth was flat. And then somebody said, uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's round. People are like, what, what, this guy's crazy. Like it's, it's disruptive. It's, it's, it's out there.
0: Well, that actually brings up a really good point. We were talking about education at the top of the show. And, um, you know, the kid that doesn't behave, right? A lot of times those are the most successful entrepreneurs because they question stuff, right? So it's the kid that raises his hand. It's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, No, I I think uh, Christopher Columbus didn't land in New York. He landed in Puerto Rico, right? It's the kid that raises his hand and actually questions what the teacher is saying that then questions the status quo in business, right?
1: I got suspended like six times in high school. Like I, I never, I never, I never, I'm not kidding. I never drank. I never smoked weed, cigarettes, anything like that. Like I was a good kid on all levels of that, but I'm like, Hey, what, why are we learning the rational roots and imaginary numbers? Um, I don't really give a fuck about Edgar Allan Poe and that he's drunk and would drink a fifth of vodka that he'd go write this beautiful poem. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need to learn about irrational roots, imaginary numbers and, and shit that can't actually be applied in real life. And they're like, hey, go to the principal's office, hey, you can't wear like that in the middle of English class. I'm like, this is this is bullshit though. Like you don't understand. None of us are gonna use this. We won't. We won't. I, I get I I yeah, I was horrible in, in school. <laughs> Yeah, no,
0: same here. I actually used to, uh, I used to test out a math. So on the first day of math in high school, I would raise my hand and say, Oh, I I gotta, I have to go to the principal's office and i would go to principal and I'd say, listen, um, I'm really good at math. I don't want to waste the whole semester. Can you guys just give me the final? And I did that for like three years in a row. And I I had a free period the whole year.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. That's crazy. I should have, I never thought of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, but again, I don't think they were too happy. Like they did it, but I I don't know how happy they were about it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, Another thing that uh, I do want to touch on before we wrap up. So there's a huge crypto community out here in Puerto Rico. And uh, I know we even have some mutual friends, right? Um, Houston yeah. from the, the Crypto Banditos group and uh, a couple of other people. I'm, I'm sure we've crossed paths. Um, what do you think some of the biggest opportunities are for um, for crypto uh, currency investors moving abroad? Like, why should people uh, consider moving abroad? Um, and, and what do you think the benefits and opportunities are for them?
1: Well, one of the things is from a... From a tax standpoint, the 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 IRS and the SEC still don't really there's there's no clarity in how they're treating crypto and even even lawyers and attorneys like I've been to a lot of blockchain conferences and crypto conferences in the United States and there's a lot of tax attorneys there. If you ask them how is crypto taxed, how is Bitcoin taxed, get ready for like the most comical. Get popcorn and watch because they don't they can't give you a clear answer. You know, in hmm. in real estate it's black and white and flipping cars. It's black and white in and in stock markets. It's black and white. Well, in crypto, it's not black and white in the United States yet. And the United States is, is they're really indecisive in how they're treating crypto. And is this a security or is this a commodity or, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, and so if you're investing in crypto, I mean, I don't think it's, uh, unwise to be looking at countries and areas that uh, That treat it with a lot more leniency and aren't really scrutinizing it as much Um, Also, you have to think about on an economical scale. There's a lot of countries that um, There's a lot of most countries are corrupt to some sort of level But there's a lot of countries where people can't even put their money in a savings account or in a bank because they are not going to be able to get it out or because they can't actually trust their own government enough to be able to go in and know that they're going to get that out. And so it, it adds some validity to crypto when you've got three point. I'll tell you, it's a 39 percent of the population doesn't have a bank account. And after you eliminate, you know, anybody that's like 16 and under that, you know, theoretically can't legally have a bank account, you still have 2.32 billion people left. And those 2.32 billion people, 94 percent of them, this isn't bullshit. But they have cell phones. And if you have a cell phone, you can have a crypto wallet. And so you, mm. you, you give people an opportunity to start banking again. And like we were talking about right before we went on this podcast, you're talking about like the lack of presence of a digital economy uh, in, in Puerto Rico. And there's a lot of countries like that, especially countries that, you know, don't have a whole lot of economical opportunity, don't have a lot of industry. Uh, crypto definitely can help fill that void.
0: Well, uh, another thing to speak on, and it doesn't apply to Puerto Rico because they use the American dollar, but places like Brazil and some places in Africa, right? Their fiat c- currency has failed. So their yeah. regular national currency has failed them. It is it, like dropped. Like we, we, uh, you know, we bitch and moan about like inflation, like, oh, you know, the cost of the milk went up 50 cents or something. But they mm-hmm. go from like $100 being worth $100 to it being worth nothing. Um, yeah. and so cryptocurrency is, is, uh, uh, an opportunity where you can come in with an alternative that even though it is a little viable, it does go up and down, uh, volatile. It is still more secure than, um, than their national currencies.
1: Yeah, that's definitely true. And one of the, one of the things that I spoke on at, um, this conference called CryptoLina uh, back in North Carolina a couple months ago is that there's 609 government issued currencies that existed in the 15th century that don't exist now. And I know that's, you know, we're talking six, 700 years, but the example is that there's 600 plus currencies that existed a few hundred years ago that don't exist now. And those are all government issued. It wasn't a pirate that made them. It wasn't some person that, you know, I'm going to create this and it's going to be worth this. There's 609 government issued currencies that don't exist anymore. Now, internationally, worldwide, there's 193 currencies that that, that exist worldwide. But that's five. That's 400 something less than existed 600, 700 years ago. So you have to realize that you know government issued currency doesn't always doesn't always withstand. There, there's weak spots. There's failure points. I was just in Belize, and that's a very very poor country, and they lack a lot of infrastructure there. And uh they they're, every place there accepts the US dollar. Every single every single place there accepts US dollar. They have their own currency. Uh, it's worth like I want to say it's half fifty percent of what a dollar it is. It's fifty cents on the dollar. but every single place there accepts us currency. And there's There's not a whole lot of regulation there or a whole lot of uh, infrastructure from a government level but it's a really 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 poor country and the US dollar gets farther there than their own currency.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no that's 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 amazing. Um well uh, again Ben thank you so much for your, for your insights. Uh would love to have you come down to Puerto Rico and speak. We have a huge event coming up on uh October uh, 20th through the 27th. It's uh, a music and technology festival. So we're going to have some of the biggest cryptocurrency speakers in the world coming down. We're actually also going to have musical acts, uh, pool parties, boat parties. It's going to be like tons of fun and nightlife, uh, mixed with some really dope speakers and workshops during the daytime. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely send you over the details. Um, and yeah, I'd love do. for you to come down to the island, man.
1: Please do. Awesome.
0: Well, um, thanks again for, for coming on the show, Ben, if people want to connect with you on social media, where are the best places to do that?
1: Uh, so all of my social media handles, you're going to find them on, uh, one of my websites. It's millionaire mafia empire.com. And once again, that's millionaire mafia empire.com. Uh, you can find literally all my social media handles on there as well as, you know, a lot of the programs and everything that we do, and what we're about. Uh, but other than that. Facebook, Instagram—you can just type in Miller Mafia. You'll find me on there. Um, I've got like a hundred eight or a hundred nine thousand followers on Instagram, so I'll be one of the accounts that pops up first. So you'll find it. It's pretty easy to find.
0: Very cool. Awesome. Well, Ben, thanks again for being on the show. And yeah, I'll hopefully I'll see you soon.
1: Awesome. Appreciate it, buddy.